You're listening to the Douglas Jacoby Podcast. Here we bring you some of the material found on Douglas's website in podcast form. We hope that as you listen, you are challenged to think about faith. Today, Douglas continues his series on the book of Proverbs, now looking at Proverbs chapter 8. For more on this episode, follow the link in the show notes to Douglas's website. Now here's today's teaching. Welcome back to the podcast on the disciplined life from Proverbs chapter 8. I noticed after recording yesterday's class, I had forgotten to articulate the challenge for the day. I know I said it, though, and that is to stay busy. Stay busy so that our sin does not find us uh, and find us available. Of course, there's more than just staying busy because you can stay busy and still be very tempted. Jesus Christ shows us how to stay close to God and stay busy and stay out of trouble. So we're going to read in chapter 8, NIV, then comments, then ESV and prayer. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gate, Leading into the city, at the entrance, she cries aloud. To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true for my lips to test wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright to those who have found knowledge. Choose by instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence, I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight. I have power. By me, kings reign and rulers issue decrees that are just. By me, princes govern and nobles, all who rule on earth. I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness along the paths of justice, bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me and making their treasuries full. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. When there were no watery depths, I was given birth. When there were no springs overflowing with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth, I was there when he set the heavens in place. When he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary, so the waters would not overstep his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence. 
rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting in my doorway. For those who find me find life and receive favor from the Lord. But those who fail to find me harm themselves. All who hate me love death. Quite an interesting chapter. So we've gone past those three chapters, focusing principally on sexual sin, 5, 6, 7. And now we've got a chapter that talks a lot about wisdom. Huge theme. And this is actually an important chapter also for the New Testament. Well, as we begin uh, the opening Verse 1, doesn't wisdom call out? Doesn't understanding raise her voice? So again, wisdom, that first uh, woman, lady we met in Proverbs, is giving an invitation. See, we, we hear these voices. Some are righteous, some are evil, wicked. Some are from God, some are from the evil one. And notice that she says, I raise my voice to all mankind. God wants all men to be saved, come to knowledge of the truth. And to some extent, everyone has a chance. We certainly have a chance to sin less, uh, to be more sober-minded. She calls out, and uh, I won't read all that. It's put so well. There's, we have the comparison here of, of uh, wisdom with gold and silver, so much more valuable. Again, uh, repeated, uh, the importance of fearing the Lord, which is hating evil. It's got to be that way. And wisdom is personified. I love those who love me. Those who seek me, find me. Wisdom is personified. And that actually gave some early Christians the thought that this could be talking about Jesus Christ. Now, if you apply it too strictly, it doesn't quite work. Because in verse 22, the Lord brought me forth as the first of his works. It makes it sound like you know Jesus isn't eternal, uh, but he became God's son later on. That's not orthodox Christianity. On the other hand, in 1 Corinthians 1, I believe verse 30, Paul says that Jesus has become our wisdom. And the world is created through Christ, Colossians 1. The world is created through God's wisdom, right here, Proverbs 8. And so this chapter is, it's always been viewed uh, as pointing to the Messiah. It's a Christocentric uh, kind of chapter. And you may have noticed the interesting reference to the creation And this doesn't quite fit with the virgin in Genesis 1 or Genesis 2. But I found at least five different creation stories in the Bible. They're all true, but they're all a bit different. And if you look at the order of things, you'll see, oh, it's a bit different here. And uh, delighting in mankind, wisdom was delighting in mankind. Well, that's not quite the picture you get uh, once sin comes into the world. And a very literal reading of Genesis would have the world uh, existing, uh, consisting of only three people. But wisdom is there. God creates the world through wisdom. Christ is our wisdom. Think about that. I, I, you can go a lot of places with that in both Testaments. But again, it's intended to help us to revere wisdom, to be stupefied, to be amazed, not to be enticed by sin, by that woman we just heard from in chapter 7, but just to be enthralled by wisdom. And at the end, there's some very good advice. Blessed are those who listen to me watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. 
Well, what does that mean? Well, what do you think it means? And it's important because those who find me find life. And those who fail to find me harm themselves. And he actually says, all who hate me love death. So what is going on? I can tell you already what the challenge of the day is. And that's that we watch daily at the doors of wisdom. Let me tell you the way this has worked for me in my life as a Christian, that life is not over. So up to now. In my early years, uh, I was advised to have a daily quiet time. I had started to read the Bible almost every day, even before I became a Christian, for the year before I was baptized. Probably just a few minutes a day. I was reading a lot more Christian books, trying to understand Christianity. But in those early years, I, I developed the habit of a daily quiet time. Uh, and if I was on vacation, two times a day. That's important. And if you're a younger Christian, watch daily at the doors. I tell people who just come out of the river, they've just been baptized, one of the most important things you can do is to establish good habits in these early years. If in your first five years you establish uh, this custom of of daily devotions with the Lord, that will be so useful. It'll compound. You only learn a little bit every day, but you do that a hundred days in a row, it started to look like something. A thousand days in a row, you got the idea. Well, then um, after my early years, I'd say my first five or six years as a Christian, I was on staff. The first seven years, I pretty much had my quiet times as I did before. I was producing a lot more lessons uh, and even started to, um, uh, to write my first books at that time. So I, I needed to study. That was really important for me. And then the next 13 years on staff, I was really reading a lot. Before, it only been like a book a week. Now, it's uh, two books a week or even three. And I was getting journals and studying theology. And uh, as our church was exploding around the world, there's so many questions. And I wanted to be equipped. The last 13 years, and I've been a Christian almost 40. Um, I don't know if I'm so crazy to read three books a week, but, you know, maybe two. And lots of other cool stuff, too. Uh, I... I like to go on walks. I find that I pray a bit longer if I go on a walk than if I'm just sitting down somewhere. I like to read the Bible in a cycle. As an early Christian, I've read the New Testament incessantly, and, and I read the whole Bible about once a year. Uh, after reading uh, the whole Bible many times, I, I became aware of the cycle or my plan. I, I, would, I would tear through the scriptures in three months or six months or four months, and then well, it's nice to focus on something else, something different, maybe listening to the Bible on CD or having a longer study, as I'm doing right now with Proverbs. And in this uh, last year, yeah, just the last year, I've read Proverbs almost 40 times now. Um, I'm doing it uh, several times a week as we go through this series. And wow, it's great stuff. And also what's been more important in the recent years is time to meditate, not just to read, but to kind of digest it. And especially if I'm preaching, almost all my sermons come from my own personal study. And even though I have a pretty good conscience about watching daily at Wisdom's Door, I still exercise bad judgment all the time, make so many mistakes. I'm not wise. I misread people. I underestimate the impact of something I might say. I hurt my wife. I hurt others by communicating officiousness instead of tenderness. I should be compassionate like the Lord, and I'm more like, let's just get the business done. And 
I have so much to learn. And I know the scriptures are my tutors. They will teach me. Well, that's just kind of how I look at it. But if we can develop the habit, and if you've lost it, you can always get it back, of watching daily at the doorway for wisdom, this will go a long way to helping us become disciplined people. And yet, to do it requires discipline. It's not a vicious circle, I assure you. It's definitely doable. But we cannot have that nonchalant idea, well, it doesn't really matter. I had a pretty good quiet time last week. It's, I'm still going in the strength of that. Don't think that way. Figure out for yourself what you need to do. Watch daily at Wisdom Store. And now reading from the ESV, does not wisdom call, does not understanding raise her voice on the heights beside the way, the crossroads she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portal, she cries aloud, to you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense here. For I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There's nothing twisted or crooked in them. They're all straight to him who understands, right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction instead of silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance, and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight. I have strength. By me, kings reign and rulers decree what is just. By me, princes rule and nobles, all who govern justly. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield than choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness and the paths of justice, granting an inheritance to those who love me and filling their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago, I was set up at the first before the beginning of the earth, When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. Before he had made the earth with its fields or the first of the dust of the world, when he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundation of the earth, then I was beside him like a master workman. I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him, always rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the children of man. And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and don't neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. Dear Lord, we call out to you as your people, eager for wisdom, desperate for growth. We don't want to be stagnant. We want to be on fire for you, changing, maturing, and growing all the time. We know that what you have to say to us is worth far more than gold, that you say nothing that's true. You have tremendous wisdom You did things just right 
in creating the earth and sustaining the earth. You've shown your competence and why we should not rely on our own understanding, because we wouldn't have done that, but to rely on your understanding, the creator, the sustainer, the judge, the father of us all. Give us an inclination to listen, to wait, and to watch daily at those gates. To be as Jesus was in his youth, and then as a mature man, relying on you, able to carry out his mission. We know what we do in private is directly connected to what we're able to do in public. We're not satisfied with what we do in public right now. We want to have more impact on the world. We want to master uh, our weaknesses. We want to overcome temptation, and we want to be smarter spiritually than we are. Help us to imitate Christ, and we pray through him. Amen. We hope you enjoyed Douglas's. T- For additional notes and resources, be sure to check out Douglas's website in the show notes. The website has hundreds of articles, podcasts, and videos free to access for free. You can also become a premium subscriber and gain access to thousands of online resources from Douglas's teaching ministry. 